The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Good Sunday morning and welcome to Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin, the money guy. He is one of the top 50 money guys there is out there. Uh, He has been named one of the top 50 financial uh, advisors that you can possibly have in the entire country and he's uh number one in our hearts as uh just a great guy to know and a great guy to have here on the airwaves every sunday morning you can visit his website askkelvin.ca that's ask k-e-l-v-i-n.ca or you can give him a call at 416-457-7526 that's 416 Four five seven plan, and you get started on your plan. It you know we're at the end of the first quarter of the year here, looking at your finances, looking at your money, looking at your investments. Uh, there's a lot to think about, a lot to download. Mm. Getting a little bit more normalcy, Kelvin, in the uh, in our world when it comes to those interest rates that we've been looking at so much. Uh, so much changed in the last year, but we're looking yeah. at a little bit more. Uh, predictability, at least in the last two quarters. Yeah, well, good morning, uh, Chris. Everything well with you? Everything's good. You know, just enjoying the weekend and uh, getting those Mm -hmm. things checked off the honeydew (laughs) list and things like that, right? You know know how it is. is, uh, You're in the spring cleaning mode. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think we're heading in for a breath of fresh air. I think, uh, you know, with the spring upon us. And it's funny, we're heading for a breath of fresh air in the markets as well. Nice. When, when I think when I think about it, uh, you know, we started the year off well. No, we ended the year uh, and started the year terrible. Mm-hmm. And then in the last couple of months, what I've noticed is uh, things are starting to trend upwards again. I started actually on Friday calling clients i think i got through the b's i start from a and go to z and uh all the conversations have been actually pretty good people are people are rely realizing that uh you know since inception to now their money's doing well i think a lot of people have realized that uh, the last eight months or whatever didn't really affect their lives and i go forward and as far as the money people go we um they expect the next few quarters to be pretty good and then the last quarter to be really well. So if that trend continues, I think uh, we'll feel good again. Um, interest rates is very interesting because, um, you know, nobody seems to know, not even the Bank of Canada, right? Yeah. And we don't want to be guessing. And and I guess the big thing is, is our mortgages, right? If you have one, uh, what do I do and things like that? So, yeah, as we get closer into June, we'll know a lot of things. So, you know, people just be hopeful. Uh, things will work out well and we'll be good, right? You know, it, it's interesting uh, how you look at you know a lot of headlines, people talking about recession and things like that. The market can be a predictor of those sorts of things because what happens in the market normally predates what ends up happening sort of in, in yeah. the economy. So if we've seen the markets have been rough for a while now and then right. we're seeing things pick up, then that can sort of give us a bit of a prediction about how long or deep a recession mm-hmm. we might be looking at and and generally the money managers i mean people that manage big pensions and so on they're typically about six months ahead of you and me so they you know they know things maybe not a hundred percent but they know a little bit about you and me 
you know, like I say on our last couple of shows, we make money decisions based on emotions and things like that. So when it comes to money, keep, you know, keep emotions out of it, right? And and that brings us to our topic for, for this week is uh, money and relationships. Nothing more emotional than relationships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting when I start looking into this and to find out, you know, what, how, what type of person we are when it comes to money you know two out of five canadians are less hopeful of their financial futures so here's knowing how your person your money personality can help you so if you know what what type of person you are you can maybe navigate through that and kind of resolve that problem right so if you're feeling if anxious you be, about your if you yeah. can be self-aware <laughs> then you can start solving the problems right Hopefully. you don't know why you're doing these things but you take yeah. a good look at the man in the mirror and you can figure things yeah. out a little bit yeah i mean if you're feeling anxious about your finances you you know you're not alone right um I, I was reading an article that says for the fifth time in a row canadians view money as their biggest source of stress you know according to the financial post 2022 survey right uh, last year, as you know, brought a lot of pessimism about money. Uh, they said two out of five Canadians say they feel less hopeful than they did in 2021. And I mean, when the war started back in April and you know, interest rates going up, my mortgage came due, my car payment, whatever. Yeah, very stressful time. So I think you need to know your habits. And if you know your habits, then you can break some of them if it's bad, right? So I see there's seven types of money people. And at the end of the show, hopefully you figure out which one you are, and then you can take steps to maybe fix it if it's broken, right? So the first one I find, Chris, is the money maker. So the money maker, you know, when you get together with money makers, they're always talking about, man, the cryptocurrency and all the cannabis stuff and what they made, you know, they just love money, right? Yeah, um, I, I think I know some of these people. You get They're always <laughs> working on something. They're, they've yeah. always got some sort of angle that they're working on. And yeah. uh, I don't want to call it a get-rich-quick scheme, but there's definitely some hope that they're going to get rich and they're going to mm -hmm. do it quickly. <laughs> and and I think that's more common for the younger generation. You know, they, they want to be a billionaire like next week or so. And I think that's what it is. Money makers, you know, are fueled by external validation. You know, they want approval and recognition from others, right? Oh, look how well I did and things like that, right? You know, if you, if you, if you equate it to a romantic relationship, they're generally attracted to spenders. And that could be a really dangerous uh, <laughs> combination, right? That's interesting. Yeah, you you know, you're if you're looking at uh, money in, money out, and mm. <laughs> as a money maker, uh, you've yeah. got yourself in a relationship with a spender. <laughs> that's yeah. an expensive proposition, right? So, you know, if this sounds familiar, you'll benefit from finding a balance between you know making and saving money, but also enjoying it, right? You you may find fulfillment and you know maybe giving money to your best charity or helping others you know, taking up, taking up a hobby that doesn't require money at all. So the money maker is quite interesting, right? Um, so if that's you, you know, look in the, like you said, look in the mirror and see, uh, see what, if you're that type. See the second thing I found that, is, yeah, yeah the, the second um, person 
is the worrier. So the worrier, this personality feels anxieties about finance, about finances, regardless of how much money they have. And they, the worries are generally pessimistic and they lack self confidence. Mm. So I'm worried I'm a worrier. Is that? <laughs> I'm worried I'm becoming a war worrier. Yeah, you know, worriers have a fear about life in general, um, and one that can project out in their money. So maybe you know. Um, about their kids or about their more like you know whatever they don't think they can get so without addressing what the real root of your fear is uh you won't you'll be unable to make peace with your finances <laughs> lack of a better word right um so i think if you're a worrier bring a positive perspective uh when saving money you know by imagining the fun things you can do with it um, you might focus on a vacation that you would like to take or something fun that you can do with your family and bring them joy instead of worrying and worrying. You know, I always say we live in the best country in the world, right? So if you're worrying about money, yeah, we all do. Um, but, you know, we have CPP, we have old age. For people that don't have those things, they get GIS. So, yeah, Um and and again, if you're worried about the stock markets, you're worried about your money, you're worried about the markets going trending up and down. There's new things out there now that the worry you could look after, like maybe purchase an annuity. Annuities used to be a bad thing, but because of the rise in interest rates, um, annuities are a good thing. So people that are older, maybe they want to look into that instead of worrying, maybe find a solution, right? Um so, make so, some, so there's lots make of... some hay out of all that worry. Make something, yeah. you know, find that silver lining and find a way to make it work. Yeah. And uh, you're not just, you know, frighteningly hoarding money. If you're saving it, you're finding something that you can imagine doing with that money to make you and your family happier. Yeah. And I mean, when I when I think about the worry when it comes to, to your money, people go and they buy a GIC because they're worried. Well, that creates bigger worries because mm -hmm. you're not making to keep up with inflation. So, you know, I got to talk to a client the other day and we're thinking about how interest rates have gone up with our loans and mortgages and so on. And I thought, well, I think uh, maybe I said suggested we look at annuities because you can get a five to six percent return on your money without taking too much risk or no risk at all. So I think people should explore that kind of stuff as, as we go forward. And maybe in our next show, I can talk more about that. But, um, you know. So we know with the money maker and the worrier, right? The next guy is this compulsive spender. Let's talk about the compulsive spender on the other side of the break. When we come back, we'll take a quick break and we'll talk about that compulsive spender. Cause I think that that compulsive spender <laughs> is hanging out with the money maker and maybe <laughs> spending some of the money makers money. Uh, I don't know for sure, but let's find out as your life, your money continues. Don't forget. You can always reach Kelvin at askkelvin.ca. You click on the schedule call link and you schedule a call at the time and date of your choosing when you can chat with one of the top financial advisors in the country. That's askkelvin.ca, or you can give them a call on the phone at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Get started on your plan and 
Stay tuned as we find out more about the different money personalities as Your Life, Your Money continues here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Money. Thank you for making us part of your Sunday morning and uh, part of your weekend. You can visit Kelvin's website. That's askkelvin.ca, ask K-E-L-V-I-N.ca, or you can call him at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN, and that is the number to get a hold of Kelvin, the money guy. Kelvin, we were talking about money and relationships and getting to know your money personality and how that works with your relationships. And uh, we were talking uh, in the last segment about the worrier and we're talking about the money maker. And now we're going to talk about another character. This is the compulsive spender. (laughs) What is the compulsive spender doing? Spending. So these these guys, you know, no matter what the situation, they dispose of the money as quickly as they get it. (laughs) So uh, this personality needs to they need to feel in control and and offer and often suffers from low self-esteem. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, You know, if you're a compulsive spender, you know, if if this feels like you, uh, yeah, I suggest you know take some time to consider the reason behind your purchases like why am i buying this uh i don't know pen or something whatever you know so i say pause for a moment uh, before acquiring things and ask yourself if you really need it it's really hard to do you know um you know the question why you are purchasing something um if it's not essential so maybe reconsider buying you know you know uh you know chris when they say um about sales Everybody rushed to a sale. Well, studies have shown mm-hmm. that you actually spend more money on sales than on anything else. Because right. typically, you go, yeah, you go into the store because, I don't know, something is on sale. And most likely, you end up leaving that store spending more money than what you wanted to spend because, well... You, you, it's a teaser. Yeah, right? Take advantage of the sale, right? You've got this artificial <laughs> yeah. scarcity. They, we need yeah. to do it now, right? Yeah. If, if jeans are on sale, I instead yeah. of buying, spending a little bit on one really good pair of jeans, I'm now right. going to buy three or four pair of jeans, and I'm probably only <laughs> going to wear the one most of the time, yeah. right? Like that's what ends up happening. And I think you know you develop a habit. For yeah. sure, especially when yeah. it comes to that compulsive spending, it's it's a compulsion, and then it's, <laughs> you get used to it. I need yeah. another pair of shoes because yeah. <laughs> the other, you know, the brown shoes that I have don't go with yeah. you know certain pants. So I need yeah. to make sure I have a slightly different shade of brown shoes. I've been there, you know. I <laughs> when, especially if you're sort of inundated by a lot of stuff as we all get right. back into the office, you see more people. You're keeping up with the Joneses, and you're trying to match what they're doing and yeah. trying, you know, I need a better watch. I need another <laughs> watch, right? Yeah. Like it's just one thing leads to the other and you've got, uh, you, all of a sudden you've got too many things and it's like uh, those, not, uh... enough, not enough risk to wear all your fancy watches on. Yeah. It's like those Bogle sales commercials we hear, you know, buy yes. one, get one free. Well, uh, <laughs> I think you're spending more money, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, so the opposite of the compulsive compulsive spender is a compulsive saver. 
So the I don't know which one's better, but we'll find out. The these people are the polar opposite of the spenders, right? They say the saver will take away, will take any money they can get and immediately stash it away. Right? I, I don't mm -hmm. think there's anything wrong with that, but savers are generally savers generally, I think, come from households that face financial trouble. Mm -hmm. um, these are what studies have shown that this creates anxieties about money, uh, which prevents us from enjoying things like hobbies. And, you know, I always say you live once, so save, save half and spend half. I think to overcome this, you know, explore where your fears about money come from. Confronting your anxiety allows you to go uh, to, to let go of your fear about losing money and therefore enjoy life fuller. So all this money talk about, you know, we talk about money markets going up and down. I don't have enough. I have too much or whatever. It's, it, it's all, it's all how we feel and how, how we label ourselves into what we, where we are. It's all our personality traits that keeps us, you know, with money anyways. Right. You know, I, I uh, think of the, that compulsive spender is that, you know, person who like looks great, has a ton of stuff, always has something new. The uh, compulsive saver, I'm sure, you know, has always sort of got the same old thing on and is, you know, maybe maybe it's their favorite, but it's also, it strikes me as being a little bit like a squirrel in the yeah. fall, right? You're storing <laughs> yeah. nuts in yeah. places that you don't even remember where you put them all and right. you're never going to get around to eating all of them. <laughs> yeah, maybe those two should get together, the saver and the, <laughs> the spender, <laughs> right? And, uh, and they'll live great. So... <laughs> Um, so it's funny, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've been doing this for like 25, 30 years and I really start to see how people are and you can really tell their personalities and it really helps you determine what kind of investments, what you should do. How can you, you know, talk to these people about what they do with their money without taking away from life. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, life's too short to kind of just, uh, you know, you got to save for the rainy day, yes, but you're going to enjoy today as well, right? And I guess and your, your bring... job is to make sure that people are able to live the life to their fullest, right? So whether mm -hmm. they're a spender or a saver, right? To make sure that they can, you know, use that that personality trait to maximize and make sure that they're getting the best out of their life, right? Yeah. The biggie, I think, in today's world, and it's all over TV, all over the commercials, is the gambler. Mm. That guy, that person, you know, whether it's going to a casino or betting online, you know, gamblers are addicted to the thrill of risk, mm -hmm. right? The danger gets drowned out by the hope of the big win. Like, you know, I have buddies that tell me how much they won. But they'll yeah. never say to me what they lost. <laughs> <laughs> and usually that's bigger than the gains, but the gains make you feel good and keep you coming back for more, right? And it's interesting so... about um, gambling. I remember hearing the now late uh, Norm Macdonald, the comedian, talking about uh, he had famously a gambling a gambling man, a, gam a guy with, I'd say, potentially a gambling problem, um, mm. that the, the thrill was not in the winning or the losing. It was the time in between. It's a time between <laughs> when you place the bet and when right. you found out where, you know, the ball dropped or whatever you happen to be betting on, it's that possibility. And that's what you're always chasing. And that's enticing. Yeah. It's very enticing. So whether it's in your spending or you're actually going to the casino or maybe you're 
chasing that thrill in the stock market. Or maybe a sports team getting out of the first round in the playoffs. <laughs> that too. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of hopes. A lot of hopes on blue. <laughs> actually, actually, that's not gambling. That's hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in order to reset your personality with money, I mean, uh, try finding a healthier outlet for your addiction. I mean, if, if that's what it is, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I would say put, Putting your power into a hobby um, that provides a different way of spending your your money or your energy, right? That will allow you to see the source of, you know, what addiction you have and maybe find a healthier balance in your life. I think we all, like I know for me, I don't really gamble and bet and stuff like that. But uh, when it comes to like maybe the Super Bowl or, mm -hmm. you know, the Stanley Cup, like, like something like that, I would maybe, I don't know, bet like, I don't know, 10 bucks, 100 bucks at the most. But <laughs> Traditionally, we're like I'm not a gambler and you know better and things like that. But you know, it, it, whatever your personality is, I say you find maybe if it's getting if it's getting out of hand, maybe find a, a way or find a solution to fix it, and, and it would be fine, right? So yeah, yeah, I think one way to look at gambling is to look at it as entertainment. So if you're spending money yeah. on your entertainment, whether yeah. you're buying tickets to a sports game or you're going out to a movie or whatever it is, if you budgeted a certain amount, like right. you said, a hundred bucks, like if you say I'm going to the casino and my budget is a hundred bucks, you can't you make, make sure you don't go over it because yeah. there goes your entertainment money for the week. Yeah. Bring a hundred. I mean, and some people relate the stock markets to gambling. Well, it's, it's not, it's not gambling. Mm -hmm. it, it's uh the stock markets have been around. They go up and down and up and down. And if you and if people listening look at their statements um, in Jan in December last year versus today, you'll notice that you've gone up a bit. So it's not it's not gambling. It's just the way the money the money life works. Mm -hmm. You know. And then then there's the type of guy type of person that's the indifferent to money. Mm. This personality gets gets by without giving given much thoughts to money. I guess the freewheeler, maybe, mm -hmm. I think, right? The indifferent to money personality is often regarded as a happy personality and is generally focused on non-material goods. They look at education, mm -hmm. things like that for, you know, as getting ahead, right? So they're pretty much, uh, these, you know, they rely on others to take care of their financial matters such as, you know, letting their spouse take care of the expenses. Um, that could be a risk if something happens to your partner and you're, you know, unsure of how money is managed, right? Um, and th this is a common one, I, I think, from what I see. Um, so I would say the indifferent to money person start engaging more directly with your accounts and become aware of of where your money is going and how it's managed day to day, like how your financials are feared. I think I I think I'm in this indifferent to money. I think a little bit. You know, you're not uh, you're not concerned and consumed with it constantly. No, and my wife, Veronica, I mean, she looks after all the the money things in uh, in my household. So I think, yeah, it's funny how you know how I'm in the money business, <laughs> but I don't know what my bills are. Like I have no idea. So when it comes I, to I the, that level in the household, that's not something you're, you're. Yeah. So I might take that advice myself and become aware. <laughs> <of them. laughs> 
<laughs> well, we well, that's it. You know what? I think we're all learning a little bit. Here's, here's a little therapy here for you on a yeah. Sunday morning a little bit. Let's learn a little bit about ourselves. Let's learn about our habits and our money and uh, and how that helps and maybe how they could improve, how we could take this knowledge and capitalize on it. And improve yeah, it. and and it'll change us. I mean, we all need a little bit of change. The weather's changing. We're getting into nice, brighter weather, we hope. Uh, you know, the, the summer's coming. So I, I think we just, uh, that's why I thought, let me talk about money and relationships as we change, as we change, you know. And if you can make a little change about what you're doing, it'll probably go a long way, right? So, um, so yeah, like I say from the beginning, there's seven types of, uh, of money people. We looked after the money maker, the worrier, the compulsive spender, the compulsive saver, the gambler, and the indifferent to money guy. Perfect. So after the break, let's get to the seventh type of person. And uh, we'll have that coming up as your life, your money continues on 640 Toronto. Don't forget, you can visit Kelvin's website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L vin.ca or you can call them anytime at 416-457-7526 that's 416-457-PLAN whole lot more on money and relationships as your life your money continues on 640 toronto you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Money. I am Chris Creston, and I'm joined, as always, by Kelvin, the money guy. Kelvin, thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday, and thank you, everyone out there, for making us part of your Sunday morning. You can visit Kelvin's website at askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. Or you can call them anytime at 416-457-7526. I'll say that a little slower. 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And get started on your plan to work on your you know, money personality and how that's jiving with all of your money situations and all your money life. We've been rolling through some of the different kinds of money personalities that you can have and how that sort of plays into how you manage your money, how you look at your money, and how you treat money. It, it can all get tied up in different anxieties or different ways of looking at things. And uh, Kelvin, we've got uh, one more type of money person to uh, run through here as the show continues. Yeah, so that this is the, uh, the saver splurger. So, you know, there are gray areas in, in, in all of our personality types. And sometimes in, people will demonstrate more than one type of personality, right? When it comes to money. Mm -hmm. um, the seven, the seven personality or the, se the saver's pleasures, like it says, this, pers this personality will be highly regimented and serious. But then they're prone to be someone, you know, spending impulsively. So it's kind right. of a, yeah. It's 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 kind of like a split personality, maybe for for money, right? or maybe yeah, you know, like I, Seinfeld, like Seinfeld <laughs> says, the even Steven. <laughs> yes, that's right. You know, if you're if you're going to be splurging, then it's probably a good idea to have that regimented saving part of your life uh, tied up too. I feel like I'm married 
to a saver splurger. You know, oh, yeah? She's yeah. the one who makes sure that the money gets put away on a regular basis and saved, but she's also happy to uh, spend money when she needs something or you know, see something a good, that she likes. Yeah, but that's a good thing, right? You know, this mm -hmm. personality is trying to control their life through their relationship with money. You know, you can work relentlessly, save your money, and then make a big extravagant purchase that you may regret. So if you're yeah. a spender... Yeah. You have the biggest fear of missing out, whereas worry is they have the same fear, but worried about money. So it's like that yin and yang kind of thing, you know, what do you do, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I think in order to overcome that anxiety, you feel you feel related to spending. So confront your fear head on, identify where that fear comes from and discover, you know, positive ways to face it. I always say, look for it's hard sometimes, you know, but I always look for a, a light at the end of the tunnel or try and face things in a positive manner. And if you do, um, you know, things will probably work out well for most of us. Right. So and I, and I think this is where the financial advisor comes in. You know, we can talk to you about whatever type of money personality you are. Right. And kind of examine where you're heading and what you're doing and put some pen to paper and give you a plan to where you should be going. Like I say, save some money, spend some money, and life is good. Life's good for you, right? So so there's a blueprint for money, you know, like everything else. Your money relationship, I think, is born from where your parents uh, related their finances. Um, mm -hmm. And that created your blueprint for your for your money life right so for I example guess that's different you know generationally if you're mm -hmm. older yeah. and your parents grew up in the depression then you maybe you're much you you've learned from someone who's a big big time saver you know squeezing right. every penny and if you grew right. up and your parents were you know in the boom times you're maybe mm -hmm. a, a little bit more frivolous with your money yeah and i mean i think that's why we need to blend the old with the new Right. And if we do so, we'll we'll be okay. I mean, you have to find that happy balance. Like I guess maybe sometimes you say, you know, our parents saved and saved and save and we spend and spend and spend. Well, find that happy medium. You know, for example, if as a child your parents tell you they can't afford to get something you want, mm -hmm. well, you may feel like you aren't worth it, right? Uh mm -hmm. how you internalize this over time can really define your money personality. It could it could also put you in the sense that, man, I'm going to spend whatever I make because I couldn't get it when I was a kid. So I'm going to buy whatever right. I could. Right? So it, it's it's really funny when it, it's funny, you know, how our habits with money, uh, what happens. Eh? Um, That's, that is interesting. And, and how that same experience could reflect mm -hmm. differently on two different people. Either you, you know, knee jerk reaction, sort of the. The counter reaction is, well, I couldn't get what I wanted when I was younger, so now I can buy it yeah. myself. I'm going to yeah. make sure I do it. Or that right. flip side that says, you know what, like we can't, we can't spend the money <laughs> on something that I yeah. want right now. I'll make sure I spend, spend it on my wife, spend it on my kids, spend it on my husband, uh, but uh, but not on myself because we just can't afford to spend things, right, yeah. spend money on but, my but frivolous needs. But whatever the habits are, it doesn't mean you can't change it. You know, when people right. worry about money, they are, in fact, worrying about a future without money. Right. So use all the tools that you have available to us, like RSPs, TFSAs, you know, all these home buy. Like, look at all these things that you want to do that, that can help you achieve. It, it's really funny in Canada, 
our conversations about money with friends and colleagues is a bit of a taboo, right? Mm-hmm. We don't chat about, you know, we don't have a we don't have a support system that we can talk our money problems with. And that's why our industry exists. So that right. you could talk out your money problems and you can without us having any bias to anything, right? So so I think we I think us in the financial planning business really help people to not only navigate through the stock markets, but help them to navigate through their lives today and into the future, right? So so I think having strong friendships and interpersonal relationships is one way you can achieve a healthy relationship with your finances, but develop those relationships with a financial advisor who's not prone to giving you to telling you things that you want to hear, right? Yeah, and you're not going to be worried about the judgment or keeping up right. with them or letting someone know that you're not quite where they are or feeling like maybe you're, by sharing with your friends and family, showing off how much better you're doing than they yeah. are. You know, there's a flip yeah. side to to both of those situations. And uh, let's continue talking about this and continue talking about money and relationships as your life, your money continues here on 640 Toronto. If you're reaching, if you want to reach out to Kelvin and you want uh, you know, you're thinking, I don't want to play telephone tag. I want to just have a time and date and have a call with Kelvin, the money guy. Well, you can do that. Visit askkelvin.ca, click the schedule call link, and you can pick a time and date of your choosing when you can have a chat with Kelvin. You book that call with Kelvin by uh, clicking on the book a call link at askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L vin.ca if you don't mind giving kelvin a call you want to give him a call and leave him a voice message that's 416-457-7526 that's 416-457-PLAN and get started on your plan and your finances with kelvin the money guy whole lot more of your life your money continuing here on 640 toronto you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of chorus entertainment and good sunday morning welcome back to your life your money i am chris creston and joined as always by kelvin the money guy you can visit his website ask kelvin.ca that's ask k-e-l-v-i-n.ca or you can give him a phone call at 416-457-7526 that's 416-457-PLAN and kelvin today we've been talking about money and relationships the different types of relationships that you have with your money and we've been rolling through different types the money maker the worrier the compulsive spender the compulsive saver the gambler the indifferent to money person, the saver splurger, which I think is interesting because I think I pinpointed that, you know, last segment, Kelvin, you were talking about how maybe your parents' relationship with money informs yours. And it really, I, I'm learning about myself here. You know, I, <laughs> I, my mom would be the type of person to say, you know what, we can't afford that right now. That thing that you want, it's just, we're not going to be able to, to get that mm-hmm. this month. And I feel that way a lot of the time. I don't. I look at something, I shop around for it, I put it in the shopping cart online, and then I don't <laughs> buy it. Luckily, my wife is a saver splurger because she goes and buys it after she knows that I'm like starting right. and stopping and not actually buying it for myself. And so she saved the money, and she knows we <laughs> have enough. And then she'll buy that speaker that I'm 
holding out on <laughs> buying, but I, she knows I really want. So it's, well, it's fun to learn a little bit about yourself and then you can apply it to your finances and sure. try to, uh, if you know yourself, then mm. you know the next steps, right? Right, exactly. And, and you know, I, I think we got to stop comparing and do your own thing. And if we do so, you know, we will we'll actually achieve what we want financially, you know. Listen, if you if you're vulnerable to ask question when it comes, you know, to, to your issues, you can reduce your money anxieties and stress and gain more control over your money um instead of it controlling you. Right? So we really need to sit back and think about those things. I've seen through my whole life doing this money thing for 25, 30 years. You know, I've seen firsthand how the impact that relationships can have on your wealth management. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Whether it's a partner, like, you know, with a spouse, a strong bond with a business partner, um, friends, whatever, you know, find some, find an advisor to help you define your goals and more importantly, achieve those goals, whatever personality, money personality you may have. So, like I said before, I think we in the financial planning business play a big role in determining money and relationships for for many people. You know, if if I was to summarize, I would say communication. You know, it's important to have regular communications about your financial goals and priorities. You know, with both your with both your personality and or business partners. You know, to ensure that you're working towards your common goal. I think I don't think we communicate um, enough, right, to, to where we want to get to. Um, I guess not only with money, I think with anything, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and support. I think we really need to build a nice, uh, strong network of um, supportive relationships that can help you provide to help you provide and you know motivate you and encourage you to stay on your track with your financial goals. I mean, many financial advisors have a support around them, like mortgage brokers, people to get you better insure a deal on your car insurance, your life insurance, your will, your part. So we have a nice strong network to support you to achieve whatever you may want to achieve financially, right? Um, and typically, and that's we so have important, a right? You know, if you if you're planning things yourself you don't necessarily have that but if you call up your advisor if you don't have one call up mm -hmm. kelvin and you know he's got that support network around him right you've got that that you're not just the money guy there's a whole team behind the money guy that can right. help figure things out and make things better maximize things yeah and i i always say whatever you want to do with money uh figure out what you want to do give me a call and we can try and figure out what you want to do because remember i'm an outsider looking in i have no emotions attached to your to your money right mm -hmm. one thing you know chris is we provide a safety net advisors i think also provide a safety net you know relationships could uh the relationship with us can provide a safety net in the event of uh unexpected financial challenges you know so we can make a big difference in how you recover and get back on track so for example over the last seven months Oh, the market's not doing well. My money's losing me money. Well, what does that matter? So, um, it doesn't matter in the whole scope of things. Because if you fast forward your life two, three years, and when you look back to 2022, you wouldn't, you wouldn't worry at all. Mm -hmm. But when you're in it, you're going to worry, right? So, so we play, like, again, we play a, a good role to take away a lot of these anxieties from clients, 
right? So, like I say, I, I think, you know, we're starting, you know, we're going to start a new month. Um, this month, I would take some time and reflect on your relationship with your money and how they and how they can contribute to pursue to help you pursue a, a, your financial goals for this year, 2023, right? Yeah, um, I, I think that that's important. I think that any time that you've got that sort of turnover moments, the changing of seasons, uh, the changes of a month, the changes of a quarter, you get to mm-hmm. have that. And that's why, Kelvin, at the top of the show, you were talking about, you, you were calling all your clients to touch base with them and you've r- run through all of them uh, to make sure that you're touching base and uh, connecting with them on where their feelings are and where their money's at. Yeah, like I say, I just started on Friday. So with the A's, I ended with the B's. Um, and yeah, we'll continue next week to call and kind of just reassure people that, you know, I don't know, I don't have a crystal ball, but the one thing I do know is that, um, if you look, if you look at what happens to the stock markets and just in life in general, over the past 50 years or so, you'll see, you know, things go up and down, up and down, but generally we we're okay. Right. So your relationship with your money depends on what type of personality you are. Determine what that is, and it might make your money life a little bit easier, right? I think there'll be it's, uh, it's a fun game to play with yourself. You know, yeah. If you're listening now, you can always listen back to the replay of this show and yeah. go online and listen to the podcast, and you'd be able to maybe pinpoint who you are, who your yeah. who your business partners are, who your <laughs> your life partners are, and uh, yeah. how that reflects uh, on some of the decisions that get made. <laughs> and you'll be it'll be interesting, you know, to see where you are. Like I say, when I was when I was doing this, I thought, geez, what kind of person am I? I don't know. And I think I figured it out. I'm the indifferent to money. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might change that. <laughs> Yes, and I'm worried I'm a worrier. So uh, <laughs> rolling through them one more time. There's the money maker, the worrier, the compulsive spender, the compulsive saver, the gambler, the indifferent to money, and the saver splurger on the old right. seesaw there. Uh, and uh, Kelvin, thanks again for making us part of your Sunday and for helping us talk this out and learn a little bit about ourselves in the process. Uh, and for all of you listening, thank you so much for making us part of your Sunday as well. Don't forget to visit Kelvin's website. It's askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N.ca. Or you can give him a call anytime at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. Again, Kelvin, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone out there listening. And stay tuned to 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.